Hi, this is Plainly Speaking with Baggy and Bralador. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Okay, so um, this is Plainly Speaking with Baggy and Bralador, episode seven. And um, today we'll be talking about the exclusivity of Jesus Christ. Um, more zeroing on the fact that he's, um, Jesus said himself that he's the way, the truth, and the life. And with so many other religions and so many other um, faith movements that people call, um, there's usually the there's usually the mantra. I I, I think um, I, I heard it from the late Ravi Zacharias that something that people like Oprah, and I think uh, Deepak Chopra, those kind of people. Deepak Chopra, <laughs> Deepak my man, Deepak Chopra. <laughs> This kind of impact my mind. <laughs> you know, I just remember say, I remember one uh, one Larry Spring um, co- conversation that he had Deepak Chopra, he had Dennis Prager, he had John McArthur. He had a couple yeah. of people. I, I think it was around Christmas season. Then he had there's this bishop. Oh, there's this bishop. Uh, you know the guy. I, I think I sent you a clip of him recently. Bishop, I, I think uh, Ben Shapiro has had him on his Baron. This is Bishop Baron. You know Bishop Baron now. I think it's an American. I feel If you, I feel if you know him, but maybe you know just. I feel normal. If you know him, okay. Like, you know him. I know. I know. You just okay. remember. So they had, he had like six of them. There was this other guy from Times Magazine that was also a Christian. I think written an article on Jesus. So they were talking about Jesus. So it got to the point where Deepak Chopra was talking. And he was just talking about all oh, these funny ideas, all these funny stuffs and everything. So yeah. he, get, he reached one point where the guy they talk here. John MacArthur just started to laugh. Because <laughs> <laughs> we see the guy they talk. That rubbish. It's, it's, it's just sweet. It's just sweet, but it's, 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 just, it's just false. Yes, Do there's my, no, there's no ground. Yeah, there's no ground that um, I I know a young friend. Okay, you know, who, this is this is going. It might not cause us to deviate because yeah, this no, no, is no, my no, 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 Yeah, <laughs> it it only it always because at the beginning. I remember yeah, yeah. on Sunday I was I was teaching on um, justification by faith yeah. or being declared not guilty by faith. Yeah, and so I was teaching that. So one of my young guys, one of my guys, not young guys, he's a, yeah. he's a, he's a youth. So this yeah. guy should be like 24, 25. So he's a, he's a big boy. And he asked me, he said, ah, why God just no, why God no go just clean everybody's sin? Why, <laughs> why, why is he holding on to it? Shouldn't he just clean it all up? You know, and during the class, you guys ask, why don't you just cancel every sin? What, what's the use of him? Why is he believable in the fact? Yeah. You know, and um. When I heard him, I said, okay. And if I had to answer him, because it was one of those Sunday schools, I'm like, if I answer you here, the time for the Sunday school don't finish. <laughs> and then if I start answering you, it will spiral out. But because this is a good friendship, we have, we have learned to handle the difficult questions with Grace. Yeah. So I told him, no problem. After church, we would see and then we we'll discuss. So okay. after service, I, I went to see him. And, I, and in five, ten minutes, he was done. By the time I gave him made analogies to him, he was like, "Wow!" He was stunned. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Papa, the guy said, "Man," he said, "I get it now, boss. I get it." You know, <laughs> and so a, lot, a lot of times he's not. It's like what Ezekiel was saying, what the Israelites were saying to Ezekiel at one point, and he said, "See, God is not fair. Yeah. You know, God's justice is not fair. He's not fair to us." 
And then God started, started talking to Ezekiel and was referring to what the Israelites were saying. He said, no, how can you say I'm not fair? Um, you will live in your wickedness and then you would come and, you know, God, it's okay, so this is what he was saying. So, yeah, the children of the people say, the way of Yahweh is not fair. The Yahweh say, but it is their way which is not fair. When the righteous turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, he shall die because of it. But when the wicked turns from his wickedness and does yeah. what is lawful and right, he shall live because of it. Yet you say the way of Yahweh is not right. Yahweh, the way of Yahweh is not fair. God now says, oh, house of Israel, I will judge every one of you according to his own ways. Yeah. You know, it's the heart of man that doesn't believe the righteousness of God is true. Yeah. But what I know for certain is that God's righteousness will be vindicated at the end of time. Uh, and, and so like when we're talking about what we spoke about earlier, yeah. about the young man's question, not my own, but the one that came from your own end. I said, in the end, then God will be justified as true. David was the one who was speaking and said that you might be justified when you speak or you might you be acquitted when you talk. Because people like to say, ah, eh, if, God, if, if, if God is true or if God is good, then why is he not just, no, 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 no. At the end, you would see. At the end, you would see his judgment. And so some people were accusing Paul and they were telling Paul that if our righteousness announces the righteousness of God, why is he taking it out on us? Why is he calling us wicked when our unrighteousness makes his righteousness valid? And Paul said, David was the one who said ah, that he will be justified when he speaks. Yeah. When God punishes the wicked for his wickedness, yeah. God will be justified. Yeah. And so if you say, well, let me do bad that good will prevail, you are just the one setting up yourself for destruction. For destruction, true. You don't want to do that. And so when we speak about the exclusivity of Christ, yeah. first and foremost, it's because we have not understood what sin is. Yeah. Jesus did not stand in the midst of a, in the front of a palace and say, say, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. He, didn't, <laughs> he, was, not, he was not on the throne and he was not, he was not there about to run for office. Yeah. And say, now me could change. That was not what he was about to do. When he was claiming exclusivity, he was claiming exclusivity to go and die. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, see, the exclusivity yeah. was not to boast. It was not to boast, yeah. It's not, the exclusivity yeah. was to go and die. And if any man wants to be the way, let him go and die. Let him go and die. You see, yeah. we fail to realize that when God revealed to the Israelites, his righteousness. Now, like something I did on my podcast was try to reveal that um, God's work in time was singularly through Abraham. Like when God had done, you know, at different point, God was tracing his line with men. And God did not see he walked with every man. And so God would say, these other people serve their gods, this one served their gods. And then he came to Abraham and said, I'll be your own God oh, and you'll be my own man. And so I showed the exclusivity of God in time. And if people have always said, oh, what of God didn't he walk amongst the Yoruba people? I said, ah, except the person that met God amongst the Yoruba said that God revealed himself to him as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because God saw that that's how he will be known forever. Yeah. Yeah. And so when God revealed himself to Moses, and this is God's revelation of himself in Mount Sinai on the burning, um, at the, when the mountain was burning, and then he pulled Moses into his glory. Moses climbed the mountain and was with God for about 40 days. And so we're not talking about a man who slept and woke up and had a vision of God. We're seeing a man who went into fire 
<laughs> for 40 days when he came out of that smoke and that fire he came back with testimonials from God and so God told him build a house for me but then when you build the house you build three cut, two curtains in front of the house for the, to divide the holiest of all then to divide the entry in the house that's the holy place and then the people will be outside but then God says you cannot enter inside my presence without blood and so God already showed that the way to have a relationship with him yeah. had to be through the death of another. Even the one who he called his high priest, whose office was so beautiful and so brilliant, even that one could only come in once a year. But even when he was coming, he couldn't come without blood. What was the testimony there? It was the fact that, as, as Paul even said, that it was while the that tabernacle was on the earth. It was showing that the way into the holiest of all, the way into the presence of God, was at that time not even available. And that even to have access into that place, you had to come in the death of an innocent person. You had to come in the death of a lamb. Because the wages of sin is death. Yeah. And if the sinner is to stand before God, the sinner has to come in the righteousness of one who never sinned. Yeah. And so you come in the righteousness of, of a lamb that uh, once the, the mother gives birth to the lamb, the shepherd catches the lamb so that the lamb, lamb doesn't fall on the ground. Because one, once lamb hits the ground, all those cattle, those kind of animals, once they fall on the ground, when they try to stand up, they become bruised. Yeah. So the shepherd catch them in swaddling clothes and cover them from the moment they are caught. They are born. So the moment the shepherd stays under them to catch them on his swaddling cloth and then covers them. That's why I tell Puda, that's why the angels appear to shepherds first. And so them go to the, the tower of flocks or go to a manger and you will see a baby wrapped in a swaddling cloth. Because the shepherds are the ones who vet the lamb. Yeah. And so when we talk about lamb, when we're talking about when Jesus Christ stood and said, I am the way, no one comes. He was, he was giving credence yeah, giving to what credence. John the Baptist has saw. Absolutely. When John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God yeah. that takes away the sin of the world. And so if Jesus had the way, he would have made other people the way. Yeah. In Gethsemane, he said, If it's possible, give another person give another person. But there was no person. There was no other person. There was no person. Not there was no other person. person. He said, If yeah. it's possible, take yeah. this for me. Yeah. Ah, what make it look as if I'm the only way here and was one glorious title to him. Yeah. He was about to die. He was about to die. And that was the way to redeem <laughs> mankind. Do you understand? That, that was even the way he was talking about. Don't because remember when he was gisting with them there, if, yeah. if you can go there, and, um, John 13, John, John 14. 14. Yeah. Yeah. He says, the way I go, you do not, you you, you know. And I, who I go, you, that's John 14, since we are, yeah. because we need to address this stuff about, about the way I see with something glorious. <laughs> No, this, the way it was very ugly. It was a grew something. This is a title nobody would take. Yeah. You know? And so in John 14, verse, verse like I can start from verse, verse six is the exact yeah. one, but I'll start from verse three. Okay. says, so if I go and prepare a place for you, so that I will come again and receive you to myself. And where I am, there you'll be also. And the way I go, you know. And the way you know. Then Thomas said to him, Lord, uh, we do not know where you are going. Now can we know the, the way? way. And then he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes, comes to the Father except, except through me. And he goes and he says, if you had known me, you would have known, known my, my father, father also. And from now, you know the Father. You know, okay, so let's, let's, let's track back. Yeah. 
let's track back to John 13. So it's still the same. This is the same account. It's account, still going. Yeah. So we're in John 13 verse 36. 36, yeah. Yeah. It says, Simon Peter said to the Lord, okay, let me start from 31. Okay. So when he had gone out, that's... Um, when, so when he had gone out, Jesus said, now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. He said, if God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. He said, little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. He said, you will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I'm going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, then he talked about the new commandment. So let me skip to 36. So remember what he said in 33? Yeah. He says, where I'm going, you cannot come. Yeah. So in 36, what Peter said, Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Then Jesus answered and said to him, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now. But you shall follow me afterwards. Then Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? Till I will lay down my life for your own sake. Then Jesus answered him and said, will you lay down your life for my sake? Say, most assuredly, I say unto you, the worst I will not quote till you have denied me three times. Oh. So he was talking about his death. His death, yeah. So he says, the way I'm going, you cannot follow now. The way you cannot follow now. So this is still that same night. Yeah. He gets to Gethsemane, he prays in Gethsemane. So let's yeah. go to John 18. He gets to Gethsemane, he gets, he prays in Gethsemane. As a matter of fact, he was done praying for his disciples. And then people had come to catch him, right? So in 18 verse 1, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. And Judas, who betrayed him also, knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then in 3, he said, then Jesus, having received the, 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 the um, detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, whom are you seeking? Yeah. Whom do you seek? And they said unto him, Jesus, ah, Jesus of Nazareth. Right. I, guess, I guess it was, it was quite dark, dark so they dark. know him. Yeah. And Jesus said to him, said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Now when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Then he said to them, whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Then Jesus answered and said, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let this go their way. Oh. The way was so difficult. So difficult. That Jesus wanted to go alone. Then John says that the scripture might be fulfilled. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. Yeah. You know, I remember when Moses was on the mount, after God told him he would not go with them. Yeah. When we talk about what will come from, he says, show us your glory. One thing Moses says, he says, if I have found favor on your side, right. now show me your way. Your way. And God says, if you see me, you will die. <laughs> but I'll put you in the cleft of your See, it's not them. Um, we always look at Jesus saying, I'm the way, as if it's a glorious thing. No. He didn't be, he, he, the way was not a title he sought. Yeah. It was not a title he sought. Um, 
John was caught up in the throne room of God and then saw, saw the elders, saw the living creatures, saw angels that numbered tens yeah. of thousands on thousands of thousands. Yeah. So he was caught up in that glory. And at one point, he saw that there was a scroll in God's hand. Remember when Moses said, the secret things belong to God, but the things which are revealed belong to us and our children? Yeah. Yeah. And so God had a scroll in his hand that had seven seals. Now, it, 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 God wanted man to know what was inside this scroll. Yeah. But the problem is, there was none who was found worthy to, to take this scroll and to open his scroll. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so then, he was, John said he was weeping and he was crying because Yahweh was holding the scroll in his hand. Yeah. This thing was not hidden in Yahweh's heart. Yeah. This thing was on his hand. Yeah. But there was nobody found worthy, worthy. to take it. Among the angels, among man, among every living creature, there was none who was worthy to take it. So then I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, he said, there stood a lamb as though it had been slain. They saw a lamb as if it had, that, that, that died. <laughs> and then the lamb, because it was alive, he walked up to him and he took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. So he took the right hand from the father, took the scroll from the right hand of the father. And now, so it says, now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each one having a harp and golden balls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. What did the song say? What the, See what the song said. Yeah. See, you have, read it, you can read the song. Okay. What are you to take the scroll and open its seals? For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God, for every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Perfect. He says, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals. Why? Because you were slain. You were slain. The NASB says, because you were slain and with your blood, you have purchased for God, God. Yeah. men yeah. from every child. Yeah. So he's the way. He's the way. <laughs> because he had to die. He had to die. So you see, if, you see, if that title is what is disturbing you, Jesus would have given you freely. Freely. It's so many kind now. You see, there's another way. Take it, do take it, it now. Yeah. Why? But we know that there's no way a sinner, every sinner is deserving of death. Yeah. Every sinner is deserving of death. The day we sin, God says, in the day you shall eat of this, you shall surely die. So die. every man was deserving of death. As a matter of fact, God put the cherubs to guard the way to the tree of life. And so we could never have life. If we walked towards the tree of life, we would die. If any man walked towards the tree, he would die. He had to die first. The cherubs of God's glory would not allow man to get that close. And so if we were going to come back, how would we come back? And God now told, told the Israelites in his revelation of himself to them that I've given you blood. I've given you the blood of every, of, of every clean beast. Or I've given the blood of the lamb yeah. as a ransom for a man's soul. That's in Leviticus 17 verse 11. I've given you the blood of an animal, as we said, because the life of the, of the flesh is in the blood. That's why I gave you the blood. And so when God was giving us the blood in the animals, it was an act of mercy. True. But the truth of the matter is, can the blood of an animal atone for a man? It's like saying um, you are owing somebody $10 million 
and then you go and bring 10 million monopoly dollars to try to ransom the person. They will laugh at you now. These realized we're playing righteousness with God with monopoly money. It was impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Impossible. But why was God taking it? It's all in the mercy of God. And so when Jesus says, I'm the way, yeah. it reveals to the fact that he had to be slain. He True. has to be the door to God. True. He says, I am the truth. Means all that is written about the Christ is me. Yeah. And I'm the life. Because it says in 11, 17 verse 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. He said, for it is the blood that makes atonement for your souls. I am that life. Yeah. No, let's not, let's, let's not get it twisted. Jesus was not saying, I'm yeah. the way, the truth, and the life. In the front, on the day he was going to sit down on the throne, you know, he was saying the day he was going to die. He's the only way to God. Every man who claimed to have access to God claimed it for their glory. Yeah. Jesus claimed it for his shame. He claimed it before his humiliation. True. He says, the reproaches of those who reproach you have fell upon me. They have hated me without a cause. <laughs> you know, so, so when, when, when I, in my head, it's just, just my own head. Yeah. I just, I feel, I, I feel the argument for the way I'm like, if you, if you could be that man, that man, Jesus would have allowed you. Yeah. Jesus would have, have allowed you. you. <laughs> That's what I allowed you. Yeah. I, Oh, what does Galatians 2 verse 21 say in your own Bible? Galatians. What does it say in yours? Galatians 2. Galatians 2 21. Galatians 2 21. Um, it says, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. So what, what did he say? What, what does that mean? That means that, that if there was, was one person, there's an alternative. To if, 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 if there was one person, yeah, okay. If something, see, could, if something could meet up the salvation requirement for the whole of mankind to God's satisfaction and to what was required, then Christ died in vain. Would not have died. Would not have died in the first place. And if he died, he died in vain because in it vain. was already done. So why? <laughs> He said, for if righteousness could yeah. come through the law, law. Yeah. then his dying was of no, of no, of no use. Yeah. I, I remember one time that I, I think I was having this conversation with somebody and um, we're talking and I said, see, um, you, you, you call Christians bigots for believing this exclusive claim that Jesus Christ is the only way. I said, but I find you, your own approach, very arrogant. Because this is what you are saying. You are saying that you can't by yourself meet up the requirement of salvation other than what the person has offered for it. You, you know, I think the problem is rooted in the fact that uh, they believe they have no sin. Yeah, they believe they have. No, no, and, and that's just very true. Because like you said, if we really know the depth of sin, if we really understand what sin was, you and the holiness of God. And the holiness of God. The holiness of God and the justice requirement that needed to be met for that holiness. You 
you will not you you will jump at this offer of Christ. <laughs> you jump at it because you'll be like it's just like for instance you are you are in a maybe you are in a dilemma. Maybe you are maybe maybe there's a particular challenge that you are having or you are facing. Maybe let's say there's a financial challenge that somebody is facing. And yeah. your only bailout is that a bank is offering you one million dollars to settle your debts. Yeah. And because you understand the debts that you are in, you will jump at that offer. You will not at be any interest rate. At any interest rate, you will not be saying, you will not be saying, how can you say yeah, the only people that can give me this money? How dare you? Why why do why do loan sharks tie people at useless interest rates? Because the people did not have any other option. This was this was, this was an offer they could not because they knew it's just like for example, a lot of people do loan sharks because maybe they are, they are pressing challenges in your house. Maybe you don't have gas. Maybe you cannot buy yeah. food for your children. Then you see a loan shark company offering you 20k on the spot. You just need to download the app. And immediately you get it that same day because of your pressing need. Now we understand why you jumped for that offer because of what you were going through that needed to be catered for. So a lot of people don't understand the depth of their sin and what can fulfill that requirement. That is why and that's why they, 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 they get they get. Uh, you get skeptical of why, oh, why, why why should you say that Jesus Christ is the only way? I, for instance, for instance everybody, everybody that is leaving the country and traveling out and going to yeah. a better land, why are they going? Why are they to going another to land? Don't, they don't say a better land. To another, another land. Don't, <laughs> don't stress this. He said you eat the good of the land. Yeah. Don't okay, stress that. Don't use that. land. The grass seems greener yeah. on the other side. And they are going. Yeah. And you know that there's a way to this place. Why are you thinking that way? Why are you not saying that no, I can I can I can go to maybe you are going to the UK. Why why you just say no, I can just go to Benin Republic and just find my way around there? Why why do you need to go to this particular embassy? Go to the other place, yeah. Yeah, why do you need to go to this particular embassy to get your visa? Because you know that this is the way now. And nobody you know, is, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 I, and I feel what, what, what is happening is that we do not even, they would not even know the terror of God. Yeah. Because the holiness of God forces upon us a knowledge of his terror. His terror, true. Um, if you know that fire is flammable, you know, all of us know that um, foil is flammable and all those things. Yeah. And so when you come into the, in the midst of fire, my wife will tell me, I don't hold your phone, don't do any of those things. So fire is, is flammable. Now imagine if you were going to a, when they were refilling gas, LPG gas. Now the sensitivity there is, is way higher because, man, the terror is, <laughs> you know that the hazard can be way disastrous if you, if you overstep it. Now, the holiness of God is so dangerous that he cannot stand sin. Wow. Isaiah was a prophet for a number of years. Yeah. And yet the day he saw God's glory, he shouted and said, Woe is me. me. <laughs> Woe is man. me means cost is cost me. Is me. <laughs> means I'm I'm done yeah. for. I'm done this for. Somebody who has been telling Israel to repent to. Yeah. Speaking for God. Yeah. He saw the glory of God. He fell and said, I am done for. You see, it's like when you come in contact with you, you enter a room and then you just see a light as sharp as laser. You know that when you leave that room, your eyes will be gone. 
Yeah. You can't be saying, like, I entered here without glasses. Man, I'm done for. He showed this, he said, who is me? It was, see, when you saw God's glory, yeah. God had to tell him, tell the cherubim to carry a coal, a burning coal of fire and touch his lips. True. Why? Because when we see the holiness of God, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. We will know that, um, because we, we look at sin ingredients, you know, if if you were wearing a shirt and the shirt was completely dirty. Yeah. And then I was wearing a shirt that had just a red stain on my shirt. I'm like, I'm, I'm better than you now. Your own stain is very, your shirt is gone. My own is just one red dot. When I see the holiness of God, the holiness of God will not even permit a red dot. I would realize that I'm not better than somebody who yeah. rolled in mud. Like the holiness of God has zero tolerance for sin. Zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. There's, there's no point where he's okay with any sin. Like, okay, why do you think is, that? <laughs> why do you think he was telling? Why do you think he was telling Ezekiel that uh, the righteous one who sins will die in the sin, and the one who is wicked will repent? And every time he spoke about repent, he was saying if he turned back, I would forgive. But that righteous one who entered, I cannot tolerate it. He says his eyes is too holy to behold it. Too holy to behold it. He told Moses, if you see my face, you will die. This is righteous Moses. So. Righteous Moses. And so a lot of times I feel we do not understand the holy, the terror of God's holiness and the depth of our depravity. And so a lot of times when people say, oh, no, now why should somebody have died? It's because we do not know what sin is. And so yeah. when, when John said, um, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. Yeah, we deceive ourselves. Because if, if we know we have sin, then we need a savior. Yeah. And so a lot of these religions are rooted in the fact that they don't believe they have sin. And so when people say, ah, see that very person that says, said to you that uh, why, why must somebody die? Actually, if you listen to the person, the person is lenient to the LGBTQ. <laughs> it's the truth. Um, see, the person is lenient to them. Yeah. Yeah. The person is lenient yeah, because it's not that bad now. Mm. And so we do not know the consecration in God that purifies our eyes. And so sometimes I tell God this very simple. I say, God, show me the ugliness of sin. Yeah. So that I will hate it like you hate it. True. Because, because we do not know it. That's why we do not understand what Christ has brought. Has brought. We don't ask Christ the, understand the price Christ had to pay yeah. to purchase our salvation. That the cherubims in heaven and the 24 elders and, and all the living creatures there, they fell down saying, you are worthy. Yeah. Because you were slain and by your blood. Your blood had to stand for them. Yeah. Your blood had to, your life had to be the substitute for their own. Yeah. Not another life. And the funny thing about his blood is that, like we were saying last week, his blood is not from our own. Yeah. His paternity doesn't stem from ours. Oh. And so his blood is different from ours. Yeah. And God needed every drop of it. Every drop. To be sinless. Every drop. Every drop. He says, by the eternal spirit, he offered up himself to God without spot. And so when he says, I am the way, he's not saying I'm the way because uh, uh, you must glorify me. No, he's saying I'm the way because it's not a fancy thing. You know, and that's why even in Revelations, after after they said, when after he said, you're worthy, they took that song, the 24 others and the rest, they also fell down. They said, what is the lamb to receive glory, honor, and might? But then when they had finished saying that, they said this, that, um, People in heaven, earth, under the earth, and the rest began to recite after them. And what did they say? They said this. They said, Blessing, honor, and glory, and power be to him who sits on the throne 
and the lamp forever and ever. He said, blessing, honor, glory, and dominion. He said, be to him. He's worthy of it. They delegated all the accounts to him. Because Jesus did what no one could do. That is why he's the way. A lot of times we think he just died. So I've heard people say, I know we make it Jesus. So. And I make it Jesus. Why can't they, they stress me? I make it Jesus. Ah, no, no, no. Why they stress some, me. Things, some things that we have, we have made comedy of. My God. Ah, my see, God. You, you, and, and I say this, if, if you go to Jude 1, let's, let's if you go to Jude 1 verse 14. I, I like quoting this scripture a lot. Jude 1 verse 14. The reason I like quoting Jude 1 verse 14 is because it is the only word I ever heard from Enoch. So Jude 1 verse 14, now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied and prophesied about this man, saying, it says, behold, the Lord comes. So this is what Enoch saw. You know Enoch walked with God for 300 years? Yeah. 300 years. Wow. This is what he saw. And this is what he said. He said, behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment on all and to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. This thing that we say, Namiki with Jesus. Yes. He says, we'll give account of every idle word that every we have spoken. Idol. Jesus said, every idle word. Enoch saw it. Enoch saw God coming with 10,000 of his holy ones. Exactly as Zechariah saw it in Zechariah 14. 10,000 of his holy ones. This is his holy ones. Not necessarily saints, but holy angels. The holy ones coming with them in glory. And he saw all of them. And he was saying, God has an occasion against man. And what is his occasion? He said, come and stand before me. I have heard your unworthy, un- your harsh words towards me. Come and stand before me. You know what happened when God's holiness was revealed in creation? Like when he just zoomed in and zoomed out, when he showed his holiness yeah. by the sixth seal. This, by the sixth seal, when he showed his holiness, he said, and I looked and he opened the sixth seal and behold, he said, there was a great earthquake. And the sun became black, a sack, it's a sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell on the earth. As a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. He said, then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the captains, the yellow mosque, the Bill Gates, every slave, every free man, he said, they hid themselves in caves and in the rocks of mountains. And they said to the mountain and to the rock, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the anger of the lamp. They said, they told told rocks, fall on us. Hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the anger of the lamp. We don't know the anger of God. And that's the reason why we see Jesus Christ go through, exhaust the anger of God for us. And we think it's but a mega thing. We think it's but a light thing. We say, ah, can't God just use a magic wand and, and cleanse our sin? If he could, he would. He would, yeah. But his, but, but his throne would have been vacated. His throne, he would have lost his throne. Yeah. I was, so one of my, so the guy who asked the question, if I was going to give that answer, 
Yeah. He, when he came and I asked him, I said, if you saw, he asked, he asked two younger brothers. Yeah. And so I asked him, um, I said, if you saw one of your, somebody in your front, blotch, blotch at your, your, beat your younger brother to death, with his fist, beat him to death, what will you do? He said, I go kill the person. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, we, I said, I said, there's police there. That police would um, separate the two of you and take you to court. I said, what if the judge in the court says, don't worry about it, I'm a merciful judge. I'm the highest judge in the land. Wow. He's forgiven, he should go. What will you do? He said, I will still kill him after now. He said, I will still kill him now. And, and so I asked him, I said, why are you still killing? He said, no, no, I will still kill him. I said, okay, so you, you so you see, you think that judge cannot just forgive your body, your mother? He's a right, he's a kind judge. Yeah. Baba said, that one, no, that one, no follow. And I said, how do you know, how then do you think God will be righteous, righteous. to tell the person who killed your brother to go free? I said, how, can you, how do you think God will be righteous to tell the person who raped your mother when she was young to go free? Mm. How? You will call the judge unrighteous, and so you will call God unrighteous too. And the guy was, he was stunned. Wow. I said, I thought you said God should just use a magic wand and forgive everybody. But you are still asking for justice. Hmm. For every time you are hurt, you cry for justice. And for everybody you hurt, they cry for justice. And the throne of God is on the line because he must be just. You know, what what made what drove me to the NASB when I said them, um, I searched for that word mercy and I couldn't find it. And, yeah. then, and I'm like, you know what, Holy Spirit, if man did not know he was a sinner until the law came, yeah. then there was there's never there should not, not be there should not have been a right use of the word mercy in the accounts that preceded the um Mount Sinai. And God told me yes. He said yes. I said, but let me check it out. So I searched it out on my Bible, <clears throat> the King James, and I saw messenger, and I said, no more place. And I'm like, it cannot be. And so I checked the root word that was translated mercy in different points. And the words there were hosid or loving kindness and the rest. So I'm like, ah, no, 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 no. The English writers forced this. So I took the NASB and I typed mercy. And the first time mercy appeared was after the convert, after the law. Oh. That's why I said, that's why I said the NASB was mostly trans. That's by my own search. Wow. Because, you know, Abraham says, will you kill the righteous and undo the righteous? Abraham did not speak as a sinner. I did not know he was a sinner. Hmm. <laughs> Every prophet after the law did not speak of Israel as, as righteous. They say, you have been merciful to us, O God. You have loved our fathers. Never as righteous. Before the law, man could presume his righteousness because he did not have the knowledge of sin. But after the law came, we saw it. And so the question then is, what is mercy? What is mercy? Now, mercy is simply this. Um, that guy who killed my friend's brother, as you yeah. I'm the guy who killed my friend's brother. Yeah. I come before the judge and I say, have mercy on me. Maybe I was intoxicated. I drank too much. Yeah. I, I took a, I took a date drug, a something drug, yeah, a date drug, and so I was hallucinating. There's one one crime that happened in the US sometime last year, where a boy took a a date, you know, one drug like that, and he went to his neighbor's house and he killed them and ate them. Wow. 
Yes. Man. This is gross. He went to his neighbor's house. He beat the two couples, husband and wife, they were elderly. He beat them to death. <laughs> and when the cops came, he was eating the man. <laughs> yes, that was drug, drug, not this drug. Which kind of drug is that? Okay, you don't understand these things, now, Baba. Hey. <laughs> oh my God. Eating him alive. Eating him. He beat him to death, was eating him. He beat killed the two of them, husband and wife. They were elderly. You could go online, whoever is listening to us could go online and find out. And so, so you can see, yes, I was, my eyes were, were clouded. I was on drugs. I did not know. I was bloodshot with anger and I killed him. And he says, have mercy on me. Now, what the person is asking is, I know I'm deserving of death or I know I'm deserving of your judgment, but can you give me something I am not due? Can you show me mercy? Can you give me what I do not deserve here? And so if God is to show you mercy, so if God is, you are deserving of death. If God is to say, you know what? I will not give you what you deserve, which is punishment, which is death. God's justice is still on the line because he has not proven himself to be just. Yeah. Because the other person is crying for vengeance and he, vengeance must be met. You get what I'm saying? With, you get what I'm saying? So, so how can he show mercy? And so if you go to where God began to reveal himself, this is God's revelation of himself, first time. Abraham walked with God, but he didn't know God like this, to this degree that God was going to reveal himself to Moses because eventually God was going to reveal himself to a nation and all that. And so this is Exodus 34. And so here what God was saying in Exodus 34, you know, in 30, 30, this thing, 33, yeah. 32, Moses said, Moses said, show me your, your way. Yeah. He says, show me your way. And that's what we talked about, the way when we talked about Jesus Christ. And, and God says, ah, in 33, Moses, show, show me your way. And to 34 is when God, he says, can I see your face? God said, if you see my face, you will die, but there's a cleft on the rock. And so the next day, the Lord said to Moses, cut two tablets of stone. So this is 34 verse 1. I'll, I'll get to verse 6 or so. He said, cut two tablets of stone, and I'll write on them, on the tablets, the words which were on the first tablet, which you broke. So be ready in the morning, and I'll come up. To, in the morning to Mount Sinai and present, present yourself to me there on top of the mountain and no man shall come. And then God said the number of things. You know, now in verse 5, he says, now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with Moses there and he proclaimed the name of the Lord or the name of Yahweh. And Yahweh passed before him and proclaimed, I am I need to read it accurately, the way the Jews would see it. And he says, I am, I am Elohim, merciful and gracious, a long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquities and transgressions and sins, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. And the question I'll ask you then is, why did he declare his name? Why did he declare his name? God was about to do for Israel something that his throne would not permit him to do. Yeah. He's a merciful God. Merciful God. Moses said, you will sin against God. He will cause you to suffer in other nations. But Yahweh, your God, is a merciful God. He will bring you back. So that's how Moses knew him. At a point when they were sick, when they, they said they would not enter the promised land and God was angry, he, Moses came and said, see Yahweh, you are merciful. He's a merciful God. 
And so Yahweh said at this point, he said, see, I will declare my name. Yeah. And so he, he went in the midst of creation. So this is God. He had descended from heaven. He was on Mount Sinai. And then I believe Jesus was one on Mount Sinai. And then Yahweh proclaimed. And then Yahweh moved past. And then he declared his name. What was his name? Why was he declaring his name? To what? He was declaring his name to all creations. Yeah. He was declaring his name to the, the, to the creatures in heaven and the creatures on earth because he was about to do something that was going to be at the cost of his throne. And so he says, I am merciful. I am gracious. I am full of mercy. I'm full of kindness. I'm full of these things. He said, I keep mercy for thousands. And then he puts this line. He says, by no means clearing the guilty. Why did he say that one? See, imagine if all of us were, were serving punishment in secondary school. All of us serving punishment in secondary <laughs> school. And then the headmistress the, the comes inside and removes somebody. All of us, all of us came late. The headmistress will now come and say, you, um, Baggy, come out of that punishment. All of us will say, this woman now, nah, nah, she's, she's not fair. Not this fair. is cheating. That's what we we'll say. All of us yes, will say it's cheating. Yes, sir. All of us will complain. We start mommy. He say all this, all this thing. That's why the Nigeria will not be better. Everybody, everything is not fair. You, we will say that, <laughs> rightly so. And so all of us were, were, were guilty of that. And then God comes, picks a tribe of men, and says, I'll be merciful to you. Don't you think all creation will be looking at him and saying, this one just did cheat. And then he now says, I will by no means clear the guilty. Why did he put that line inside there? It was because his justice would not permit him to show mercy without balancing the books. That's why eventually when Christ came and died, the scripture records in Romans 3, Paul's Paul writing said that Christ died there to declare at the present time his righteousness. Hey, God, my God, wow. Jesus, God is amazing. Because God was doing many things in the past that creation was looking at and saying, it doesn't make any sense. And so this is Romans 3, verse 26. So God set forth, 25 says, he set forth Christ, Jesus, to be the appeasement offering, to demonstrate his righteousness. Because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. God had passed over it to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just. So all the while God was forgiving people from Genesis down to when Jesus died, God was not just. God became just at the death of Jesus. He said to declare at the present time his righteousness that he might be just, not that he will, he is just, that he might be just and the justifier or the one who declares not guilty of those ones who put their faith in Jesus. Yeah. So why did he say by no means clearing the guilty? Now, when that when headmistress comes and removes me from the queue where they yeah. are punishing everybody and says, don't yeah. worry, all of us say she's not fair. But if she comes and says that the person who is dishing out the punishment should flog her in my place, all of us will say, wow, how she loves him. Hmm. And so, so God had to, because of the whole of justice, by revealing mercy, that boy who they killed his brother and the, the prisoner asked, said, said, mercy, Lord, mercy. And then the one who, the judge said, you know, I will show you mercy. But then the judge pulls his gap 
and stands there and says, I will take your debt. Even the other man who was crying for vengeance, my friend who was crying for vengeance, yeah. would not at this point say, this is not right. Because the vengeance is that he blood a life for a life, a tooth for a tooth. True. He killed my brother, he deserves to die. He has pleaded for mercy that he would be a new man. The judge says, I have mercy on you. He's here, he's fuming, he's angry, saying, why is it that uh, you cannot do it? And then the judge pulls his gun and comes and stands here and says, I am the one who is condemned of death. He cannot say the judge, the judge is unrighteous, but he, can, he would say the judge is love. And so when Jesus came, the death of every man, that's what God was doing. And so when the Muslims say, ah, on that day, God will just forgive us. I'm like, oh, which person's head? On whose head will he forgive all of you? I said, I can't like, just say we forgive all of you. He said, no, we will carry Christians and Jews to replace every sinner. All of us are what they are, are sinners. So how can he use a sinner to, it's like a, <laughs> you see using the same court case. There were two people who are condemned of death. Two of them are condemned of death. There, you want to free one, and you now say the death will be on the second one. That one is already condemned of his no own death. So, why you put another person's death on his death? You cannot die to death. Yes, no. So, you can only put it on somebody who is unworthy of death. And so, how can you take our, the, us that are sinners, we're going to die? You now carry their own sin and put on our head to go and die. It doesn't make any sense. Make any sense. So, I ask them, how can he just forgive, throw away the sin? What did he throw it to? That's why every time Israel cried to God and said, take away our iniquity from us. They did not know they were telling him to take it. And so Israel would go and sin against God and come back and say, not God, take away our iniquity. And God knew he was piling up strokes for himself. God knew he was piling up punishment for himself. And God would tell them, return to me and I'll clear you. And all the while when he was begging them to return, he knew he was piling up strokes for himself. And the Bible says in due time, Isaiah was speaking and Isaiah said, he took the iniquity of all of us and he put upon him. And so I give one illustration. My wife, she cannot sleep with mosquito in the room. <laughs> now I can sleep inside acid. <laughs> if you put me inside acid, I will sleep. <laughs> when I wake up, I realize that my skin is on the bed. But my wife cannot sleep with this mosquito in the room. And there's mosquitoes, so it's not as if uh, my house is fumigated. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so from time to time, she would wake up in the night and she would start killing mosquitoes. <laughs> and when my wife starts killing mosquitoes, it's, it's, it's a very, very, it's a painful thing to experience because when I watch her, I'm hot because I'm like, I wish you could sleep. Wow. You know, so one of those nights, one of the nights I was watching her kill mosquitoes, I'm like, baby, go to bed. And she said, there's one I'm looking for. There's one mosquito I'm looking for. I wonder a mosquito net. And she kept looking for this mosquito and she found it. One time she crushed this mosquito. And when she crushed it, she squeezed it very hard. And she said, yes. <laughs> the joy she felt when she killed that mosquito, it felt like for all the mosquitoes that had beaten us that night. This one, this one, this one. You would die for all of them. You would die for all of them. And I, and I liken that to Isaiah 53, verse 10. He said, he pleased God to bruise him. 
yet he pleased God to crush him. He said, he has put him to grief. He says, when you, have, when you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed and he shall prolong his days. That's talking about the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And the pleasure of Yahweh shall prosper in his hand. See what he says in verse 11. He says, shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. He said, by his knowledge, my servant will make justify many or make many righteous. Therefore, I will divide him with spoil. But then I, I am stopping in 10 verse 1. 10 verse, early 10. He says, yet it pleased him to bruise him. 9 says, and they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Yet it pleased Yahweh. To boast him. Why did it please Yahweh to boast him? Why did God kill him like my wife would kill the mosquito that she hates? Mm. Why would God take that level of pleasure in killing him? Oh, because he was the way. By his blood, he will purchase us for God. God was going to, God crushed him. Because if you read earlier, God had put our sin upon him. And so God did not close his eyes. God crushed him. Now, was the sacrifice very, very hard? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but like, that's not even... <laughs> we, can, we cannot estimate the loss to God and to the Son. Yeah. Mm. You know, I used to say, uh, he that freely gave us his own son, and one day the Holy Spirit told me he did not freely give us his son. Cost it. He says he free, he freely gives us all things with the son. son. He did not freely give us the son. Wow. That's in Romans 8, verse 32. So what he says there, yeah. Romans 8:32, he says, He says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for oh, us, son. how shall he not with him also oh, freely he give us all things? He did not freely give up the son. He did not spare his son. Yeah. He delivered him up for us. Now, why do I use that? It doesn't sound like there's anything big in what I'm saying, but let me say it this way. In Zechariah 10, verse 12, or Zechariah 12, verse 10, he says, Zechariah said that when Yahweh would come, when Jesus would reveal himself in heaven, he would pour upon Israel the spirit of grace and supplication. And something would happen. He says they would cry for him as one cries for his only son. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He says, they will cry for him as one cries for his only son whom he loves. He says, they will look upon him whom they pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for his firstborn. Yeah. That is how Jesus, that's how the Yahweh cried on the death of his son. Wow. It grieved him. The pleasure God took was that by Jesus, he would bring many sons to glory. To glory. <laughs> so it's like, um, it's like when you are carrying your daughter on your hand. Yeah. Because your daughter is so tired and she cannot walk a very long distance. Yeah. And so you carry her in your hand. Now your hand, after a while, will begin to ache you. But your daughter probably, maybe she's sick. Yeah. And so you're carrying her. And so after a while, your hand is paining you. And it's paining you very bad. But you cannot drop her on the floor. Yeah. So in a sense, it has pleased you to crush your arm mm. because of how much you love 
brænder. Det så godt kostet And God wept and God cried. And that's why in Gethsemane, this Jesus that God loves more than everything, says, in whom I am well pleased. Mm. Jesus looked at him and said, Daddy, I know that all things are possible to you. I like Mark's account. Mark says, all things are possible to you. He says, you can take this cup from me. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that him and the Father, how can, how can I be the only prayer I pray that night? Don't you believe that him and the Father, the Father went through all the options that night? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the only lines he prayed. So, and then they speak to this guy, Lucas, recording that his sweat was like droplets of blood. blood. Don't you think the, 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 the father was also scanning for another way? That they were both going through all the outcomes to the point where the son realized that there's no other way here. There's no other way. That's why when he came back the second time to pray, he says, if this cup will not pass except I drink it. Yeah. Be it so. Be it so. Because he, they had, the father searched for another way. How can he save all mankind? How can he redeem man for himself? Do you know the funny thing I tell somebody? If Jesus is not there on that day, Enoch could have come down to hellfire. Moses would have come down to hellfire. hellfire yeah. Elijah would have come down to hellfire. Yeah. The place of torment would have extended into the paradise of God and Abraham and the rest and Lazarus and the rest were born with the rest. Wow. And that's where we end on this episode on Plainly Speaking with Baggy and Bralado. Look out for our next episode in which we'll continue the conversation. Thank you. May God, who puts all things together, makes all things whole, who made a lasting mark through the sacrifice of Jesus, the sacrifice of blood that sealed the eternal covenant, who led Jesus, our great shepherd, up and alive from the dead, now put you together, provide you with everything you need to please him, make us into what gives him most pleasure by means of the sacrifice of Jesus, the Messiah. All glory to Jesus forever and always. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs>